The Money Show. Business Unusual. Get into business unusual. Then most of us uh, will go off on our holidays and festive season to take a break from our jobs and after a very, very long year. But coming into January, we might still be feeling indifferent when it comes to our careers. So how do we fall back in love with our jobs, especially in the beginning of the year? We're joined by Zanel Njapa, change and transition consultant and neuro coach at the Unlearners for this particular conversation. Zanel, I'd like to, for us to start with falling in love with our jobs? What are some of the things that can make us get really, really in love with the things that we do? Fabulous. Hello, Mateo. It's lovely to be in conversation with you. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Thank you very much. So when we think about falling in love with our jobs, I really love to use the framework of how we we get attracted to to people in general, um, the, the neuroscience of affection, desire, and pleasure. And I like to use this as a framework because it helps us understand the craziness that we sometimes face when we fall in love or we fall in like with our careers, with our jobs, the work we do, but also just how crazy the cycle around moving into that place where you're no longer in the honeymoon phase and now you have to rekindle the flame, very much like you said, and then possibly even the heartbreak of it right at the end. So let's start there then. Let's start with how we fall in love with our jobs in the very first place. Now, three things that I think are super practical that people can do as they start to relearn some of the stuff that made them fall in love with their jobs and careers in the very first place. So the first thing would be running what I like to call a values audit. Um, and you can do this anytime, whenever you have an opportunity, just go through what some of the things that fall a part of your highest values are. Because what we find happens, Motewa, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but they say that there's something called a honeymoon phase in, in a relationship, in a love affair, in um, any kind of interaction when it comes to romantic love. And this is when we're highly infatuated with an individual. There's high dopamine levels, high cortisol. You're losing your judgment, attention. And it feels like it will never, end. ever end, right? The feeling just right? feels like it will never end. And so when you come out of that, then neuroscientists and anthrobiologists, anthropologists, excuse me, say that there's what we call compassionate love or attachment. This is where you start to see things for what they really are, or at least for what you would have seen them to be in the first place before you put on your rose-tinted glasses. So when you run a values audit, what you're saying to yourself is, let me understand the things that are important to me right now in my life. So possibly you've had a new member of the family join in, or you've moved homes, or certain things just don't matter as much. So sitting down and asking yourself, how have my values, my highest values changed, and how do I then realign my career, my job to those things? Some of us might even find that we have placed a large importance on CSI work, for example, or supporting the community, but our work and our jobs don't give us that. And that is awareness that's important to take into consideration because you can say, how then do I align this new value or this new desire with the work that I do? So that's the first one. And with relationships, we're often... We're often told, I'm about to get into it, uh, we're often told that you must learn to love 
other parts of someone you know after the honeymoon phase you know you have this work passion and you need to find other avenues that now interest you to make you stay in, in this relationship how important is it then uh, to pivot or branch out within the company to make sure that you have other things that challenge you in in your work relationship absolutely i think that that's very key and it definitely is one of the things that also helps us to expand what we think we're comfortable with. Because a lot of the time, and to use once again romantic love, you think that certain things are your things. And so if a person just stays within these lines, the relationship is going to be perfect. But over time, through allowing the experience to teach you, to expand your, your stimuli and your, your knowledge and your perspectives, then you start to discover things about yourself that you actually do enjoy or you do like. And this is definitely one of the things to consider then in the work environment is branching out, having conversations that are interfunctional sometimes to understand how your role within the business contributes to marketing, for example, or to HR, and how you then can almost spread out and then awaken those different parts of you still in that same environment. Because if we don't, then we start to say, mm, this part of me is not being serviced, so I'm going to look at the company across the road. Maybe they can do it for me. If you're wondering why we're on The Money Show talking about love, it's Business Unusual. Of course, this Business Unusual is brought to you by Bedvis Bank. Bedvis Bank built for your business. Zanella, then looking at you know the theory that people don't leave jobs, they leave their bosses. What if you fall out of love with your boss? Uh, can you find a way to make sure that you stay within the entity even though uh, you're not really in full agreement with the leadership? Yes, you, you definitely can. But... There is also the heartbreak part to consider that sometimes there really is a misalignment and so much so that it starts to become detrimental to what you want to achieve in the long run in terms of your career. This is when we see individuals being burnt out. We see individuals experiencing great trauma in the workplace. And so it's one thing to try to make it work, to look for factors that are actually quite exciting or that you can fall back in love with when it comes to your, your line manager or whoever it is you report to. But there is also that. So I want us to stay conscious of the fact that there is the possibility of considering change and understanding very much like our personal relationships. When you do have a conversation with your line manager or your leader, very much like our romantic relationships, there is the, the idea that a relationship is there for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And it's not each and every person that is going to be in a certain job or even a title held for an entire lifetime or their entire work lifetime, if we can think of it like that. And so running that audit really helps you to think about, okay, is, was there a key reason? Was there key learnings that I need to, needed to do in this particular environment that have served me? And if so, what are they? How do I take them forward? And if it was for a season, maybe it was during the time when you were making a huge transition in your personal life. So let the career serve you in that season. Enjoy it. Learn as much as you can. But then when it is time to let go, don't feel crippled in doing so because you understand that you as an individual are consistently evolving and it's okay to leave. And Zanella, look, looking at a career span, it can get very long. You know, you get, um, you know, and, and stay in a company for about 15 to 20 years. You get the silver watch and the certificate that's framed, uh, but you're still not feeling the love from this particular company. They're not reciprocating some of the ideas and the vision that you have for yourself in the career. You're stuck in one place. Um, is, it time, is there a time where you can call it quits? Maybe love yourself. Maybe let's look at it like that, where you say, okay, this is the end of the road for me with this particular entity. I need to go find love somewhere else. 
Absolutely. That's definitely something that we see a lot of. And I mean, we we're almost completely past it now, but we did have a period during the COVID-19 pandemic where we had so many individuals really rethinking whether it was time for them to start to, like you say, love themselves, choose themselves in that situation, and then let maybe toxic or careers that no longer serve them go. So there is a time to do that. And one of the things that will inform very much like where we started is when you don't act compulsively. So really be intentional and strategic about how your career serves you. And I always say that a career is such a beautiful thing because it's one of the most powerful ways that we get to make an impact in the world. We get to live out our purpose through our careers. So when you do make decisions around whether there's still alignment, really sit with yourself and check in. What are the things that matter to me? How does this career and job serve me? And once you no longer get those things and you've tried what you can and you've repositioned and you've done your values audit, then you can have a look at what's the way to not burn bridges, but still maintain how I see myself showing up, not burning any bridges because those relationships are still there, but I can move on to something bigger and something better. I think it's easier when you are passionate about what you do. It's something you wake up. You don't even have to have an alarm to do it. You know, that's the easy part. But what if you have to do your job because it's necessary? You, let's say in this relationship, doing it for the kids. How do you learn to love your job when it's a means to an end? Cool. So one of the ways that I'll, I'll answer that is through going to, if anyone really loves this, this topic and, and is, is nerding out on it, Dr. Helen Fisher has an exciting TED talk. Uh, she's a biological anthropologist, an exciting TED talk and work that she does. And one of the studies that they did in 2005 is they put people into a functional MRI scan. And the, this, this group was made up of individuals who were madly in love. Um, individuals who had just had their hearts broken, but also individuals who had been together for years and claimed that they were still in love. And they found two key things. And I think that this is a great way to answer that question. They found two key things. So that very first part of our relationship that many of us will call our honeymoon phase, infatuation, is made up of this confusion around your judgment, your attention. It's those butterflies. Because it's high dopamine, so you are, you've, very similar to how you would get if you took cocaine. Um, not that I would know, but literally this is how excited human beings would get. You've also got this high cortisol. So your stress hormone gets released in your body so that you regulate this high dopamine levels. But, and here's the most interesting part for me, because you've got that cortisol in your blood, you've also got a low amount of serotonin. So your mood is irregular. You're not thinking straight. Your judgment is not quite there. And right at that first stage, we often think that that's what being madly in love or being attracted is. But that's not the case. It's only the start. And with real or attachment and, and real love, we find that happening at what she calls stage number two, which is attachment and compassionate love. And this is when there's a high level of oxytocin in the human body because there's a sense of closeness. Um, you feel settled with individuals. And this, Motero, is where I think most people might find themselves, especially if they didn't start off with stage one. You start to feel that there's this closeness. You feel settled with the person, but it also feels yeah. safe. Now, I'm not saying it's probably the best thing for you to stay there and we're not going to go into that conversation. But this also, and I want people to understand that it doesn't mean that it's not. You are not in, in a loving, committed um, relationship that supports your career if this is the case. But it's, it's something, uh, an important distinction to make.
Well, don't ever say the money show didn't give you love advice, at least when it comes to your <laughs> career. That was Zanel Njapa, CEO and founder at The Unlearners, talking about falling back in love with your job and career.